Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Welcome everyone, or welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about this idea of work on So working on oneself, right? This is a thing that, I don't know, it's a thing I hear all the time. Um, It's something I'm working on. That's something I'm doing the work, right? And I don't know why this word or this concept has really always bugged me, right? I've often said it to people, like, that's not the word I'm looking for, It doesn't feel complete, it doesn't feel encompassing of what I'm actually trying to say or what someone else is trying to speak out to me. And it it feels really masculine and not not that I'm saying masculine in a bad way. It it just feels like, mm, it just doesn't feel right. Let's just say that. I I don't have any other ideas other than it, it feels, doesn't sit well. So this is the reason why. The reason why it doesn't sit well to me is because I don't believe uh, you or I are broken. I believe that we are beautiful beings who are growing and changing and who sometimes resist that growing and changing because it's uncomfortable or because it's requiring this or that of you to look at. But I don't believe you need to be fixed. I don't believe you need to be worked on. I don't. I don't believe someone who's an alcoholic needs to work on their alcoholism. I don't believe someone who has jealousy issues needs to work on their jealousy. I don't believe in order to evolve that we have to work on ourselves. I don't. It doesn't fit. It doesn't resonate. It's not what I'm actually trying to say to people. What I actually believe the word that I've been searching for so long, and it came to me a few weeks ago, the language that works for me is this idea of showing up. And so to me, this is a very important conversation. It's not semantics. It's not just about the language. It's about something much, much deeper than that. It's about actually showing up versus doing the work. So again, to me, doing the work means that there's something about myself that I need to work on, to change, right? Rather than when I use the language showing up, means I show up to all of myself as I am. I witness myself, I witness and participate in the growth of myself, I change, in sometimes in the dismantling, sometimes in the discomfort, sometimes in the joy, sometimes in the part that are unraveling because they don't fit me or you anymore. Showing up to all of that is very different than working on. One to me means like accepting, being with, allowing it to unfold, allowing it to shift, allowing it to express. Whereas the other one, this idea of working on to me means 
not accepting. Like, I'm going to work on it because this is a bad part of myself that I need to change. It's a very, very subtle difference, but to me, it's a very, very powerful difference. And what I noticed on when I did this in my own life, because I used to, in my 20s, was a... Actually, I think it even started earlier than that. I would say even when I was a teen. This idea of working on myself and kind of like the self-improvement genre of books and genre of life were very, very appealing to me. And this idea of always working on myself, always getting better, always being better, always, you know, I didn't like this part of myself and so I was going to work on it and I was going to read all the books and try all of the things and, um, you know, just like really cut that part out and replace it with something new, right? I've done that. I've done that for years and years and it often didn't stick. It often didn't work. And I really believe the reason why is because it it's not meant to work that way, at least not for me and not for many of the people that I've worked with. It is meant to be more of showing up to witness, right? To participate in that growth, to witness the feelings, to witness what may come underneath those feelings, like where those feelings come from, right? Are they yours? Are there someone else's? Fixing seems that to be that this idea that that I'm broken, something's wrong with me, um, and that I don't accept who I actually am. Fixing seems a little bit codependent. Working on myself seems like like work. It seems like something that I do rather than some space that I occupy, something that I be, a space that I hold for myself. Showing up is a way for me to dig into my inner being and show up to that. Dig into my soul. Dig into my or connect with my higher self and become deeper and deeper aware of that inner energy, deeper and deeper aware of those inner feelings and maybe the beliefs that those feelings come from. And sometimes those beliefs may or may not even be my beliefs, right? They might be uh, something that was picked up along the way, like an unconscious thing that was picked up from my family of origin, might even be in the DNA. That is definitely a thing, right? So when I show up, I get curious. When I show up, I'm unattached. When I show up, I surrender, I witness, and I allow myself to be with what is. I get to do that deeper digging. I get to experience a lot more. I get to really show up in the, for myself in a very different way, right? Sh like, so let's take this example, right? Uh, showing up, maybe the alcohol example, it's actually maybe not the best one because I have no experience with alcoholism, although there have been people in my life that have, right? So if you're working on alcoholism, and maybe this is actually quite a bad example, um, to me that means you're working on the act of consuming alcohol rather than showing up to the reason why you consume alcohol, right? 
because the reason why you consume alcohol in massive amounts is to numb, to disconnect. There's probably quite a lot of trauma there that is under the surface. And so showing up to all of that is a way to evolve with it, rather than working on it and just the physical act of it isn't really transformational. It is not very evolutionary, right? You do not evolve in that way. And maybe a better example is worrying. This is a thing that is part of me um, that I could label as bad. It's not something I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy worrying. I don't actually see a whole lot of use in worrying. It doesn't get me anywhere. It doesn't make the thing I'm worrying about better. It's, uh, it is something that I actually would say that although as part of me is something that I picked up that I was conditioned um, in my life, right? It, there was some somewhere that I saw this often in my experience growing up, and it is um, not just in my own family, but really worrying is all around us, right? Um, and so worrying is something that I have in the past worked on, worked on the act of not worrying, replacing the worrying with something else. And so when you work on worrying, it is separating the worry from yourself, making it an other, making it uh, perhaps bad, right? Something I don't like about myself. Again, it's that othering of the self. Whereas when you're showing up to the worry, right? Which is something I did just yesterday. I felt a whole lot of worry. I showed up to it. So for me, showing up looks like lots of different ways. Often it is, uh, you know, on the mat through some sort of breath work, some sort of meditation, or a, like a journeying, some sort of a practice that I have. A practice of showing up to the feelings, right? So I showed up, I got on the mat, I showed up to the feeling of worry. I didn't ask where it came from, I didn't ask it to go away, I didn't judge it, I just noticed, wow, there is a lot of worry in my energy field, in my emotional field today showed up to the worry, felt the worry. Wow, there was a lot of worry. Like really, my legs were shaking as the energy was moving. The right emotion is energy in motion. I really started shaking my body. It naturally shaked. I just didn't stop it. Um, and really just showed up to experience where that worry was living in my body. Sometimes stories would come up around the worry, like why, what the worry was. I let those, I didn't like make them go away. This is not the, my, how I do it. I don't make them go away. I also don't interact with them. So uh, I guess you could say they are like clouds floating in the sky, right? It's like, oh, okay, that's an interesting cloud. That's an interesting story, right? Occasionally, or what I will do is when the emotion starts to dissipate, meaning it's not so strongly held in my body any longer, I will then look at or ask the worry if it has anything to tell me. Sometimes I'll ask the worry if it is mine, right? So basically becoming like a mm, curious digger, right? Like a, I, the image I'm getting is kind of like a or like an archaeologist digging for dinosaur bones. This is the image I'm getting. Maybe it's because I was talking to my kids about dinosaurs. But like being really curious and going on a mission of like digging, like, okay, there's a worry. I felt the worry. The worries, the charge of the worry is no longer in my body. But now I'm going to go on like a little exploration of like, why was that there? And so the question that I drop in is, 
Where do you come from? Are you here to serve my highest good? Um, what other questions come sometimes? Are you, is there something you need to say? Are you something you need to teach me? Um, so all of these sorts of questions, right? Deeper inquiry questions that just come, right? I don't think about them ahead of time. They just come. And once the deeper inquiry comes and the charge is released, then there tends to be a lot of love because worry has served me in my life, you know, believe it or not. It has served me in maybe you could say positive or negative ways, but it has definitely served me. It has been a part of my body. It is a signpost for um, deeper inquiry for me. It is a signpost for doing that uh, really deeper work on feeling safe. It is that signpost for me to do that deeper work on being valuable um, and being just loved for who I am as a human, right? Just because I am on this earth, I am valuable. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anything. I just am. I am, right? And so doing this kind of work where you show up, you get to do that digger deeper work. You get to feel, feel those sometimes really intense emotions, feelings that are in your body that you can then move. So yesterday when I was doing the worry work, I was shaking my body. It shook. Actually, I wasn't shaking it. It shook me. And the more you get deeper acquainted with your body, the more your body will just do the work on its own and you just get to step out of the way and experience it, right? The other thing my body was was doing was like a moaning sound, which is often a thing lately for me. Uh, it's an you know, it's just a thing that starts to come out. So the worry is coming out and being expressed. You could think of it as singing, right? It's my body singing about the worry, expressing the worry. And then when I dug deeper, I saw different things. Um, even memories came of different experiences of where I kind of picked up this idea that worry could possibly be a good defense mechanism for me, right? Even a, remembered a time where my mom said, when I stopped, finally stopped worrying, something bad happened, as if her stopping worrying was the thing that caused the bad thing happening, right? That was a pretty big memory that like, oh, that happened. So eventually there comes that point where you do that inquiry and then the expression comes. Sometimes the expression comes on the mat. Sometimes it needs to be a dialogue with your partner or artwork or a walk and talk with a friend or someone like me who witnesses that inner shifts and actually acts as a guide for the inner shifts, especially as you're getting deeper in acquainted with your own self, right? Somebody who guides you to that inner space um, and helps you feel very safe and sometimes even drops in those inquiry, kind of teaching your body how to do it, right? And things naturally begin to shift when you show up. You don't have to do the work. You just have to show up. That's it. You just have to show up to the feelings. You have to show up and feel them and allow them to move and get curious about them and express them. And then worry becomes less of a thing in your life, right? 
or whatever your particular jealousy becomes less of a thing in your life. It's less of a charge. Rage. If you hate rage, it becomes less of a thing, which does not mean that rage or whatever does not come up, right? I'm not trying to say that. It's just not something that is no longer an other. It's something that we can show up to. It's not something that needs to be fixed. It's just something that we experience and it comes and it goes. Um, it's something that really just is allowing you to embrace it. Embracing your rage. Like truly embracing your rage. Truly embracing your jelly, jealousy. Truly embracing the worry. Um, tru truly embracing, I don't know, maybe it's a thing like you're always late. Truly embracing that part of you, right? By just like actually showing up to it. That doesn't mean it doesn't change. Right? When you embrace something. That doesn't mean you're just like. Okay. I'm a super rageful person. And I'm totally going to embrace that. I take it out on everybody. That's not what I'm saying. When you actually show up to that rage. And you don't label it as this or that or the other. But you just show up and you feel it. You do that inquiry. And then you express it in a really healthy way. You tend to find out where it comes and it tends to I, I wouldn't say it actually tends to like I can guarantee that it won't be as charged it won't take you over and rule your life it will become a part of you that you feel that you have space for and it doesn't have to be so loud anymore right when we when we show up we hear the natural voice of our wisdom our soul begins to speak the wise. When we show up, we feel that feeling and we allow it to be what it is. We cry, we moan, we dance, we yell, we express, we hit the pillow, right? Again, we're letting the feeling be the feeling and we're showing up to it as the witness of it. Where eventually we are probably able to give it to love and we recognize that it is part of us that has a use right? That has a use that is loved and that makes us whole. It allows us to recognize our wholeness. It truly does. Like if you are very unfriendly, I use rage because rage is a very big one that women often say to me. If you are very unfriendly with that, that feeling of rage and you're maybe even afraid of it because when it comes out, oh my god, everyone's gonna like gonna get the rage, right? And so showing up to that rage, showing up to that feeling, taking that time when it shows up or soon after getting down, carving that time out for yourself to actually experience it, feel it, be with it, allowing it to, sometimes it does feel like it takes you over, but then keep coming back to maybe your breath is the thing you come back to, right? Coming back to that witness, Coming back to the curiosity, coming back to the inquiry, and then letting the charge dissipate and letting it be part of you. Because rage can be a very useful emotion sometimes. Worry can be a useful emotion sometimes, right? And sometimes that sometimes means that it's there as a signpost to show you something. Maybe it's a signpost for your healing, your evolution. 
maybe after a while of showing up to that feeling all the time, I used to have a lot, a lot of rage. I've showed up to it. I expressed it. I wouldn't say I feel a whole lot of rage anymore. It's not a signpost for anything because I guess it was just a signpost for some healing that needed to happen, right? And so I'm encouraging you, I'm inviting you to slow down and show up. Close the book. Close the book on what needs to be fixed and just get inside your body to show up. Create that space outside in your outside life for your inside world. I'm going to say that again. Create the space in your outside world for your inside and connect within. Meaning, carve out some time to show up to yourself regularly, non-negotiably, every single dang day. And not because you're working on meditating or you're working on this, but because you're committed to yourself, because this is part of being a human, right? This is actually a big part of being human, evolving, becoming more whole. This leads to your whole. This leads to your peace. This leads to your inner anchor. No matter what is occurring outside, you can keep coming back into that anchor over and over and over again. You don't need to be fixed. You just need to show up to what is and allow it to evolve. Allow yourself to feel because probably many, most definitely was me. Many, many for most of my life did not show up, just stuffed, just kept on going, just read the books, trying to fix myself, trying to make it better, right? And all you have to do, it's so simple. It's such wisdom of the body. You stop and you show up to what is. I think that's really all I have to say on the subject. Just checking in. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say on the subject. Um, yeah, if you if you resonate with this, I'd love to hear about you trying it out. If you want a guide, hop over to my website, Soul Midwife Julie. I do soul sessions, which are basically connecting you with your body, connecting you with your natural rhythms, your natural cycles, your emotions, do some work with that. I also do a 40-day soulful journey that I opt via the gift economy. I only have just a few spaces for that available every month, but it is basically a 40-day journey of you creating the space in your outside world for your inside world with some guidance from me and some pretty good hand-holding. Um, for each and every day of that 40 days. So again, soulmidwifejulie.com. And thanks everyone. If you have something to say and experience, like I said, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear about it. I'll see you next time. Bye.